This show is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends gourmet recipes and all the fresh ingredients you need to make them right to your door. And our listeners get their first two meals free. Just go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Start cooking incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Welcome to our Thursday episode of Bad Christian Podcast. This is Joey Svensson, and I just went through a traumatic experience where there was some loud stuff going in my ears. Calm (laughs) down. I just turned down your game. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious, what'd you do? Come from a construction site? Yeah, what are you doing? I was just having fun. Did you just get in an argument with your kids and you were yelling at them? Is that the way you argue with your kids? Why are you so jacked up right now? (laughs) You trying to bring the pain? Milkshakes. <laughs> no, yogurt. Frozen yogurt, my friend. <laughs> we are back up in this mug. It's Thursday. Toby, you've said that about four episodes in a row. I quote, that, back up in this mug. Yeah, that, actually, that's my, just, that's my go-to. Just okay. a second ago, you told Matt that you were born ready, motherfucker. I am. That's what you said. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I, I'm born ready, motherfucker. Is mug short for motherfucker? Yes. No. Yes, no way. I, I think it is. I'm back a up repl- in this mug. It's just a substitute. Yeah, that's a bad mug. That's yeah, that's totally a substitute for M F. It is. That doesn't Absolutely. make sense. What in the world is. does mug mean? You know, like your face. <laughs> I'm back no. up in your face. No. Your mug. Your mug shot. That was I'm, very clever, with Toby. Matt but not, not the case in this one. I'm, 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 I'm definitely sure about this. Y'all are both stupid and full okay. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. you know how you know what they say. You weren't born yesterday, but you were. If you no. think that mug shot, I mean, you know what's funny is my dad used to always say, "I wasn't born at night," but I, uh, he said, "I was, I was born, born at night, night but, but not last night." But not last night. Yeah. My dad used to always say that to me, and, and for. Probably 18 years of my life, I was like, what in the hell is my dad talking about? I had a good one that I heard on the on the golf course when I was back home playing golf with my dad, and there's a bunch of men sitting around. They all try to charm and entertain each other and whatever, and then you get and lots of cool, right? that. It's kind of cool, right? I mean, you kind of like it, right? Oh, it's my favorite. I hope one yeah. day to just hang out. For for hours in the morning at either a gas station or a McDonald's or a golf course like that yep. would be my that's my ideal be life dream. for retirement yeah Hardee's yeah but I heard this Gravy guy biscuits. said the guy was talking about something about he was a pilot and he's talking about landing in a something and he goes yeah it's rougher than a stucco tub. <laughs> <laughs> never All right, so we're getting into this thing, right? Yeah, I, I man you. I, I want to tell you okay. something that I got really sad about because y'all give me a lot of hell. We were trying podcast. to go sad. I thought we were trying to have a lively yeah, I mean, episode today. We're pumped today. up. We're excited. You want to change get, the tone of this already? No, I'll say it and I'll laugh and smile. Okay, do that. I'm just trying. Listen, I'm trying to dig myself out of this hole that people have me painted as. I don't mind the fat deal. I do not mind that. People can see pictures. And that validates, but I don't have any pictures of me petting dogs. I don't have any pictures of me holding cats <laughs> or kissing gerbils. So kissing I gerbils. really do love animals. And listen, this this broke my heart. I don't think you love animals. Our, our whole family was really hurt Sunday because there's a there's been a bird nest in my jogging stroller. And so I have not been able to take any of my kids jogging with me. Okay. And we, all of us, we've just been excited to come home, look inside this nest. The bird is in there. Sometimes right. the bird's not in there and there's these three eggs in there. Just, I mean, so for the last cool. couple of weeks the bird has gotten used to us hasn't flown away and all that stuff yep. we got there the other day the eggs are totally gone like and an you animal realize got you ate it. them <laughs> <laughs> what kind of omelet did you make pastor joey <laughs> it really was sad though why man. were the eggs gone it well the bird could not have taken them away and if the birds if the eggs hatch 
the you the, got what, rats. No, something I mean, got in there. I know something I got think, in there. I think your sure. house has rats. I but I, I'm telling you, there was like an emptiness in all of us. Rosa cried, and I mean, I was really down. It was just sad because it's that it became part of our family. Joey, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yeah, man, I feel so bad. Is, what can we pray for you, you and your family? We need to pray about you and your Mark Driscoll depression. <laughs> I do have Mark Driscoll depression. <laughs> I didn't want. What I is didn't Mark want to Driscoll quite get into that. that. What a transition from Patrick <laughs> Joey <laughs> talking about missing eggs that he he definitely secretly ate. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> secretly I mean just I mean on our last podcast uh, on an upcoming podcast we actually are talking about uh, that I lied but I mean you definitely ate those eggs right <laughs> you know how disgusting that would be it's not that disgusting you eat chickens <laughs> why would that be disgusting <laughs> Matt is there an egg that you wouldn't eat um, I mean you're right in that uh, a chicken uh, egg that you eat all the time is is gross if you think about it being a chicken period then yeah no, you know what d- I mean? Like, it's no yeah. other no other animal will be different. I just guess the other animal's eggs aren't as good. Yeah, for sure. I've always thought it was weird when I saw, like, giant uh, ostrich eggs, and people are like, oh, it's so sick. But I think it would probably if you fry that thing up, it's going to be really good. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't think so at all. So what uh, is a Mark Driscoll depression, Joey? Or Toby, I should ask. Whatever okay, y'all are well, talking about. I'm going to get into this. And, okay, here's what we've been talking about behind the scenes that, we feel like we hope, and we hope that you guys know that we are changing or would lo- love to be a part of, maybe we don't change it, but we'd love to be a part of the change in Christian culture where there's more honesty and there's more things that are said in the open so that we can kind of be real and move on and not be fake or hidden or only talk about our indiscretions as moral failures. So I'm just going to be 100% honest here, and I, and I even believe this might get us into trouble, and people might not like this. Not us, just you, my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not Joey and Matt, but this is Toby 100%. Matt told us that Mark Driscoll uh, recently spoke at a conference, and now, even since then, he's spoken at a church in Seattle. And just full disclosure here, I worked at Mars Hill for a little over a year, but basically about a year. And uh, one of the most life-changing, awesome things challenged me as a man, challenged me as a leader of our family, challenged me to be a better husband, a better father, all these things. I really do believe that I walked away with a lot of wisdom from that church. So first of all, I want to say that church was awesome. It doesn't, And when I say was, it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. I believe that Mark Driscoll is one of the most talented pastors, preachers, opening up the scripture that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I still believe that. I, I, I mean, that dude can preach. I mean, that, that guy can open up scripture and make it alive and real in a way that I've never experienced before. Yeah. I really do believe that. With all that being said, that dude does not seek repentance or want to ask for forgiveness. And when I say that, what I'm meaning is a lot of people at that church were hurt by him and he basically just cast it to the side and said that they hurt him, right. that, that, that his family was hurt, that he was hurt by them, as opposed to owning up to what he has done. And so here, behind the scenes, and we're just going to be really open and honest here, when we saw that he started preaching again, we just want to take a stance of, that's bullshit, and he doesn't need to be preaching right now. Yeah. I think the world needs Mark Driscoll. I actually believe that. I, I, and this was so 
frustrating and hurtful for me to hear him preach again and talk about how his family was hurt or he was hurt and how he forgives is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And if he cannot ask forgiveness, and, and I don't know what's behind the scenes, maybe he has, but that's what he needs to be talking about, how he sought forgiveness and how he uh, looked to help the people that potentially he hurt. But that's not what I hear. I hear about a, a woe is me sob story where the shepherd gets attacked by the sheep right. or something like that. And so we actually talked about this and decided that we wanted to take a stance on it because we do have some form of a platform or whatever. And at the very least, I, if, if this is my life and this is the chance that I get to be real, then I want to be real with people and say, this is bullshit. This guy needs help. He doesn't need people supporting him and giving him funds to keep con- continue to do what he's doing. And, and it, it's just devastating to me. When I listened to it, I got so upset that it actually really messed it me up. Your it ruined week, man. Yeah, yeah. It ruined me for several days, several weeks. And here, here's just what, because well, the guy's <laughs> the guy's an awesome speaker and also he, he can open up the Bible and all this stuff. But that guy, he does not. Mark Driscoll does not have repentance. But here's the thing is what you're saying right now is going to piss a lot of people off. And here's, sure. and here's what they'll say. A lot of you, people here's are, what are thinking say. it's fodder for the fire, too. Yeah, but here's what a lot of people will say is you have no right to talk about him. You have no business saying that. Who are you? And I would say Toby said the most loving thing that Mark Driscoll could possibly hear right now. Not that Mark Driscoll listens to this podcast, but that, that's the problem is there needs to be someone that says, whoa, 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 wait a second. You're, you're not ready for this. This would not be healthy for you just to go back into ministry. Right. And if you think it is healthy, then why don't you talk to, and, and Matt, this is where you and Toby can probably vouch for behind the scenes, but you need to talk to the 50 or 60 people that asked Mark Driscoll to step down or repent or, or whatever that he said, no to maybe talk to them before making the assumption that he's ready for any ministry. Well, now here's what I don't understand: is you say we decided to had to say this stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know y'all were going to do any of this. <laughs> where did y'all decide y'all want to take well, an you, official uh, position oh, on scared? something? You know where you stand on this, you little bitch. <laughs> you know where you stand on this. I just want to wear. I mean, I guess this is a two thirds thing. If two out of the three of us say then they're okay, but I didn't know. But hey, I, you know, the, 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 hold on. The part, the part of this that I really want to reiterate is I second to Toby. I did not work at, at Mars Hill, but my wife and I attended there for six months when we were living in Seattle, and I listened to his messages for years, and I will still say to this day, the man has influenced my life totally. more than most people. And I have oh, I just met him a couple months ago, but I don't know the guy, and he has radically changed my life. Yeah, I just want to say something real, and I'm going to use profanity so that people are upset with me and know that I'm not a good guy. Mark Driscoll sees the Bible more clearly than me. Mark Driscoll can open the Bible up for others more clearly than I can. Mark Driscoll, I believe, fully believes in what he's doing. But here's what I'm going to say. If you cannot get past asking for forgiveness and your pride, then you're full of f***ing shit, and you cannot preach in front of people because it is not healthy for anybody. And so, and, and I just want to be honest with this because I actually think it's maybe my responsibility. Well, they got there's you, you, you got you your headlines. Wow, we got the headline now. Said, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard that wow come from Matt. It was, wow. Well, y'all are, make, y'all are making me a little uncomfortable, but well, I'm, I just want to okay be real. 
I just want to be real. I'm not a good person. I'm not the Mark hero. Dr- what is it? How's it go? I'll- Mark Driscoll is full of fucking shit. He's full of fucking shit, and I'm just going to be honest. I just oh want to be honest. Gosh. We get one life. We got. We have one Jesus, and this guy needs help because I will be 100% honest. The world needs him. All Man, right, so let's make the some, world. The world needs it. Do you love Mark Driscoll? Yes. What is the best thing for him to do right now? Listen to the last twenty minutes of this no. show. <laughs> the best thing for him right now is to go. Shit, I f-ed up. Golly, I messed up. Man, I I cannot believe I got it so wrong when all the stuff I was doing right and and, and that and here's what I re- actually believe. He thought so highly of the gospel that he thought no matter what, preach it. No, no matter what that takes, the means, get that out. Right, 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 thinking, exactly. Yeah. So I want to be clear. This is, I mean, I, I'll listen to a Mark Driscoll sermon today, uh, uh, tomorrow, next week, whatever. I mean, the guy really does have a gift from God. I believe that fully. He doesn't need to be continuing to do that until he can go, ah, I screwed up. Man, now, I haters, up. Yeah, we hear Haters want to know, haters want to know, Toby, what are you doing for God's kingdom right now by what you just said? Well, telling know. the truth. Are you helping I, I, anything? I hope I am. The only reason I'm talking about that is because I actually believe if Mark Driscoll gets a church or a congregation or listeners, a listenership, that's really bad for him and for them. Yeah. Because if if there is something where you can say, I was wronged and I didn't wrong anybody, or, hey, hey I made some mistakes, but... I mean, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta own up to the shit that you do. Now, would people be wrong to It'll say, be- Toby, Matt, you guys don't know what really went on behind the scenes? Is well, look, it, look, we're not gonna play any games, and Toby's doing actually a great job overall because he's not saying slinging any specific mud. And Toby did work there and knows, and I know Toby and I at least have been around and would almost say no, Mark. And I've been at his church for the you know since two thousand four, dedicatedly until. Until it was time to go, about a year and a half ago. So yeah, I mean, you're I, one. You're one of these people that Toby says was very hurt. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm not saying that directly. But what I'm saying is, from everything that I see and know, I find it it is not fair for people to say, yeah, but you don't know and you can't say. And maybe he did in right. private. I think I know a little better than that. That's all I'm. Yeah. That's all I would say. There's no reason to sling specific mud or anything. But Toby is. You know, I guess I, I think Toby's saying it in a pretty decent, although you know, very obnoxious. I mean, sounding is actually uneasy, a pretty Matt? graceful way that Toby's putting it right now. What That's makes what you uneasy, say. Matt? Oh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot. I mean, I'm here in Seattle. Everybody I know, my whole social network is all people right. on different sides of the spectrum of from friend, you know, friends with everybody involved. People are still at the churches. One of my best friends in Seattle is the the one of the two people left you know, dissolving the church. Right. I mean, it's all well, my, here, this is all my best friends we're talking about really that have either been is, hurt or support or don't support. You know, that, that's everybody I know. It's my yeah. whole here's social Here's what I really circle. want to say. If you love Mark Driscoll, if you think that God has given him a gift, why the hell would you allow him to go on like this and not be freed from it? He's not, right. I mean, he isn't free. You don't believe in true discipleship. He is not. And, yeah, and, and my point is, Pastors need that. They, they need actual accountability. Except for me. Yeah, except for you, obviously. Right. Right. But, I just, <laughs> but I do think, like, I just, I mean, this, I, here, here's what I'm saying, and, and I just said this a little bit ago. I have one life, and this is it. And if I really would sit by and go, yeah, this, is, this guy is full of shit right now, it's okay. 
I even think it's okay to be full of shit sometimes. I'm full <laughs> of shit most of the time, and people call me on it. Literally. Literally. You are full of Literally it. and figuratively. Well, I'm full spend so of much shit. time on the toilet. <laughs> but, I mean, why, would, why in the world would we let a guy that we say we care about and was a pastor go on and do something terrible? You wouldn't let him walk in traffic. You wouldn't let him do drugs. You wouldn't let him be uh, whatever kind of possible bad things he could get into. You wouldn't let him do that, but you'll let him preach again because let, he's let, good at it? Yeah, let right. me suggest that possibly Toby's phrase of, of full of effing S could also be translated to is very self-protectedly self-deceived, de- uh, like blind spot. Like he, I don't think he's like like total liar manipulator. He just does not see this clearly, and he's being allowed exactly. to not see it clearly. Yes, I totally agree with you. And here's the thing: I want to make clear we need Mark Driscoll. He's great at what he does. His gifts are amazing. Why would we allow him to destroy it when we could just stop him for just a little while, and then the dude could be even more badass? Because the church just wants to be nice. Because uh, seriously, when, the, when I the see church, people cheering, the church equates love right. with nice. When I see people cheering him and saying, "Oh man, you had such a rough time," wake the f- up and be real for a minute and realize that you are fallen, sinful, messed up, and you hurt people probably more than they hurt you. Yeah. And then you're gonna wake up and be an awesome preacher. Yeah. Then you're gonna wake up and spread the gospel in a be- in a way more effective way. It'd be really cool to have in the future a repentant, really awesome version of Tim Lambesis and Mark Driscoll in our oh, in man. our brotherhood. Would be really yeah. nice. I mean, imagine a Mark Driscoll says, yeah, man, gosh, I got caught up in church. Gosh, I got caught up in thinking that I need to spread the gospel no matter what. I mean, that would be just so real. And guess what? Non-believers would respect that because it'd be the truth. But right now, there's always going to be a, a black cloud over it because it's just, it's shady. I kind of it's think- weird. A, a, a giant mega church says, "Yeah, we can't keep you as our our pastor," but yeah, he can go. He potentially can go somewhere else and get applause. That do, that doesn't make sense. And That's some, not right. And some people are saying I, I saw this on a YouTube video where they referred to his last handful of years as getting bad media coverage. Oh Lord! Yeah, bad media coverage <laughs> was the problem. He had unbelievable media coverage. <laughs> Matt, I think a good example of what you just said is Jim Baker. The problem is he's not as badass as Mark Driscoll and Tim Lambesis. You know, he's 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 more of the nerdy you know type. But I think that's a true example of repentance i mean that's what i'm saying i like the badass kind of jerky mark driscoll that's preaching the gospel in a hard way yeah i love that the the world needs that we don't need this fake humility humble mark driscoll that's a watered down version of what he really should be right like be that guy but in a real way like be honest about your faults be honest that you need to ask for forgiveness be honest that you hurt people I mean, that's okay. And the reason why we're talking about this, and I want to be really clear to the listeners right now. That are still listening. That are still listening and not <laughs> pissed off. And a lot of people are like, who the hell is Mark Driscoll? What the hell are y'all talking about? <laughs> I, I actually believe that the reason we are saying this is because we do want change. I mean, I, and we don't want people like Mark Driscoll not being a part of that. Right. I, that if you hear anything that I say, I think that Mark Driscoll has a gift that the world needs. For sure, we can't allow him to use it in his way. We got to allow him to use it in God's way. Yeah. And and so if we're cheering him, and and uh, while he is unrepentant or uh, 
absurdly outrageous in the way that he's presenting mm-hmm. the information. That's we interesting. Can't, we, we can't go along with that. Now, tell me, I appreciate that, that, and I think it's remarkably notable how when you get in the right zone of anger that you don't stutter, <laughs> you don't go back on your work, you you're not self-aware, you're just saying, I mean, you, that's your be- you, you're at your best when you do that. You're not yeah. saying like Damn every it. two minutes. You're not rephrasing. We just need to get Toby fire. pissed off once in a while, man. Yeah, I'm not going to leave my family like this. But I think that n- the notion that you're saying there that I'll move on to unless there's something else major there is no. I do think that it's real crazy the just having uh, power or your name or fame and those things that this is just it's just like having money on all forms of power what they do is intensify real life situations and real qualities if you're if you have 100 million dollars and you and your w- wife separate well that money is going to really pressurize what happens next it's not going to be as yeah. simple as maybe you reconcile, maybe right. you won't. There's, there's going to be outside factors because of that pressure of the money that are going to make your life worse and more difficult to navigate. Same is true. Yeah. If you're an insecure artist and then you get signed to a record deal and start getting a bunch of fans, well, that's going to increase your anxiety and your worries and your self-awareness. And I've seen that in people I've been in bands with. I've seen it in people in bands we've worked with, toured with, just over and over again. I've just seen it. It doesn't, you know, it, it, the power and fame and notoriety make things worse. They just, or they intensify natural characters and qualities that are there. And so Mark's an example of that, but it's, it's really bizarre. And I don't understand because everybody seems to always want to defend growth and more money and more power and more fame and stuff like totally. that or whatever like but more reach more platform is always like better it's just going to intensify negative things that you that are already totally. there and mark's had everything negative about him was always there and it just got you know worse yeah, yeah. well um oh, I, well ahead. i just want to say one last thing I, I i actually do think and i want people to know this that we want the gospel of Jesus Christ to be spread, and if your pastor is not owning up to his own sins and own weaknesses, whatever he wants to call it, whatever it might, moral failures, whatever, if they are not owning up to it, leave. And, and this sounds really intense, and what I'm saying right now is crazy and absurd, but I am just so sick of the bullshit of people not being real. And I don't want my children, I don't want us, I don't want people going to churches where the pastor can sit up there and tell you what's right and wrong and not tell you what they're doing right and wrong. And 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 I'm being 100% serious right now that I am so focused right now on, I have three very small children and I am super concerned about what they hear and I do not want some man that cannot even admit his own faults telling them what the hell to do. I do not want that. And it is scary. And it's, it's a wild time that we live in where there's the, the, you know, the internet and a million messages can be spoken of. But I want people to be f-ing real. And the reason why I use profanity and all that stuff is because some people will write me off immediately because I am no hero. And I want to say these things in real time and my real train of thought because I want people to not think of Toby as a hero, but to think, but, but somebody might latch onto this and go, hey, you know what? I want, I want reality. I want real Jesus. I want real gospel. I want real stuff in real, in real life and not just be uh, susceptible to somebody telling me my science and my history and what, what is right and wrong. And then I take that all in an hour and a half on Sunday and then live my life that way. Can't do that anymore. Just can't do it. Okay, I ate three pizzas last night. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> 
Uh, good I stuff, got Toby, emotional on this shit. No, you're I doing it. This great. No, it's, I'm, I'm, it. I'm enjoying it as an observer, in fact. Definitely. But now, no. uh, I, got, I got a confession <laughs> and update thing for y'all, but let's do a sponsor spot really quick. Joey, what, what do you got to tell the people today? You were telling me this before. I said save this for the podcast because it was good. Yeah, so my wife walks in at like probably 10 o'clock at night. She was out hanging out with a friend, and she walks Guardian. into the house smelling unbelievably. And me, Unbelievably good. Yeah, me and a friend, uh, Brian, sitting at the table, two hairy, smelly dudes, like eating the most luxurious gourmet <laughs> meals <laughs> <laughs> that it it looked like a chef came in and made for us. This must be Blue serious. Apron. Let's say that. It must be yeah. Blue Apron, yeah. I guess, right? So Blue Apron and Priscilla looks at us like, what What happened? Like, what did y'all do this? And That is so awesome. Like, she walked in and thought, you you had to have ordered that. Yeah. Like, there's no way yeah. that you two could have fixed and that. And I'm telling you, and, and this, this is not for, this is not to make a great advertisement. This is just being honest. I mean, you just taste what we made, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it is unreal good. And all we did was follow very meticulous, minute directions. With all, I mean, they have the they have the different ingredients labeled. They have that step is by so step cool. instructions. We just did exactly what it said, and it was unreal. I mean, it's some of the best food I've ever. I mean, had. I've tried some of your food before, and it was terrible. Right. So, like, in order for me to think that your food is amazing you have to have blue apron right. well that's right blue apron is amazing for less than ten dollars per meal blue apron sends you fresh ingredients perfectly proportioned making cooking healthy meals really easy and fun no trips to the grocery store and no waste from unused ingredients plus you'll learn to cook with specialty ingredients that are normally hard to find so yeah it's each meal is less than 700 calories and it's tasty and you never you never know that it's low calorie as well it takes half an hour to cook shipping is flexible and free and the menus are always new they won't send you the same meal twice and i noticed on here for this week's my wife and i actually do it we tried that we had the free trial of it and now we are also paying customers of blue apron and so I, I noticed this week sliced pork steak with smashed potatoes and strawberry mm. rhubarb compote. Now, I don't even know how to say compote or compote. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and that was the only one I could pick off the menu this week that I could pronounce the stuff on it, to tell you the truth. Now, it all tastes good, but you can't even say it. It's weird. Like, I wouldn't order it on a menu sometimes because I'd be intimidated or not know what it is. But when it's coming to my house like this and it comes automatically and I get to try all these things, they're great. So, so I think you guys got to try Blue Apron. We love it. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. Check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. It's my treat. The first meals are on me when you go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Okay, so as far as the confession thing is, it's, this is regarding our bad Christian finances. Okay. I cannot handle our daggum money and financials whatsoever. And I know Joey and Yeesh. you guys are always bugging me about what are we going to do. But here's what right. I'm at. This is so irritating, but I'm not able to manage all of whatever's going on financially with the podcast and all the bands and all this other stuff. So now uh, we're having to, this is the worst, most frustrating thing in the world, but I'm having a consulting firm coming in to straighten out all of our processes. <laughs> <laughs> all of our processes and contracts. Not not that we have contracts, they're just agreements. Um, but that's one of the worst things. We don't even have contracts. We just have handshake deals with everybody we work with and all the bands and everything. So, but they're yeah. just too complicated, and they're getting they get more complicated by the day instead of getting more solved. So now we have to pay a financial 
consulting company in here. It's going to be like, sorry, because this will come out of you guys' money directly because no one else is going to pay it. But it's going to be more than four, or $5,000 to get everything sorted out oh, that we're going to have to spend to get into shape kind of thing. So, a bunch of nerds fixing Yeah, just some pencil-pushing nerds to get us in position. But that, to me... I. I like I've been trying to control everything and haven't I just can't do it. So that's yeah. a confession for me, but also it's great news in the fact that I think we probably do have that money. I think I that's the problem. I don't know if we have it or not to pay them. I just don't know because <laughs> we owe people money and people owe us money and I just don't know what it all means anymore. But um Matt, but, I want to stop you real quick. Um so as soon as you talk, started talking about finances, Joey's face got really serious. <laughs> and Joey, you serious right now? Joey, you are self-admitted, like a little bit OCD about finances and being on top of it. Yeah. And so when when Matt said, uh, you know, that we have a consulting firm coming to handle our finances, <laughs> is that relief? Are you like, are you like, finally, I've been telling these dudes our money is jacked, all this stuff. Or are you thinking I could have, I could have fixed it myself? No, he, you are. I mean, like I said, self admittedly, you are on top of finance. Like you think about them on the reg. No, well, to answer your question, as far as me being able to fix it, no way, because I don't know the ins and outs of the music label and stuff. I think I, I could probably have helped Matt maintain some if he would have let me in. Here's what I you're get. You're brilliant. <laughs> here's I'm just what being I honest. here's what I get frustrated. You are brilliant. With. Here's what I get frustrated with is. A lot of times, you guys, I, I definitely get OCD, but a lot of times, I just, as a third of the ownership of this, sure. I, I want to know what's going on, and Matt never tells me that. And then when I yeah. ask, it seems like he gets perturbed. Because I don't probably, know. Exactly. That's probably... <laughs> so, it's very irritating. <laughs> it's so frustrating when somebody's asking you what's happening and you don't have any clue. <laughs> the, I mean, that's just that I don't know. And I can't answer anything specifically. I, I feel like I'm very gifted in knowing what's going on in a general way. And I feel like I am one right. of the better estimators in yes. the, out there. I, like I'm, I can project stuff and I always have a really good feel. But in right. this case, it's not like just one band or one thing. It's all these different things that are interrelated and different. Right. Time frame, so there's no yep. metrics that I can look at and get any. I, I can't make wise decisions because I don't have the concrete, real time answers that I'm used to to make projections. So I, I just can't give anybody any answers. Now we all got paid a little bit last month. Was the money there? Do you know that? Well, I mean, it's technically there. I don't know if it belongs to somebody else, but you, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> yep. So we'll I see. Mean, you don't have to give it back. Here, here's what's really funny: is Matt has a really good general idea about our finances and what's going on, right? Joey is really on top of like individual, like how, how will we get paid? How will we get paid? What's going on? I never have once thought about any. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I feel like I have the most faith. I believe God's going to (laughs) work. I really do believe that. There'll be money. Uh, Who cares? God's going to work it out. I don't know why I think that always, but I always think like financially, never question it, never worry because God's going to give you an amount of money if you're working to earn it, like whatever it is. So I think it's really interesting from my point of view, seeing like you two, like Matt's a little bit more vague. You're very, you would love to have a meticulous like out you know, like, you know, whatever it might be, a spreadsheet even, like, of, of where this money goes, what right, this here, looks here, like. like. That's the way you think. Well, I'm here's the thing. That's just your natural thought process. So here's the thing. For example, like, this this question, and this probably doesn't need to be aired, but this question would bother Matt. 
I just want to know yes or no. I'm not going to be disappointed. I would want to know yes or no. Are we getting paid uh, for the month of May? I don't know. Right, but 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 I mean, Matt and I go. I, I'm saying there's money. Either, either I can give way, it to it you. I don't matter. know if it belongs to somebody else or not. Is what I'm saying. Right. But but Matt and I would say it doesn't matter. We we love what we're doing. So if oh. we if we don't get paid, what does it matter? And to you, that's really frustrating. Obviously. No, I'm saying in the long run, whatever we earned and have, we will have. But I don't know what the balance. I can't tell you the balance. I know everything we're doing in itself is should be solvent and profitable, basically based on my sense. But the overall picture of cash flow and balance and uh, receivable and payable, I just don't don't know. So, well, we- let me bring this back to interesting conversation for our listeners. We need help. BC Club is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to pay people money just to figure out what in the hell is going on. And to be honest, we do not make much money. We don't hardly make any at all for as big of a listenership as we have and all these things. Like I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh, man, BC uh, podcast is huge and the website's huge and, and everything's okay, but we really do value your support. I mean, in a real way, like it really does matter all the way down to the final small pennies because, uh, this takes a lot of time. It, uh, we do a lot of work, uh, to, to make this thing happen. A lot of other people do a lot of work and uh, we can't do it on our own. So if you like this podcast and what you're listening to, please support it. Like, tell your friends, support it, because otherwise we can't do it. Yep. And then also we'll turn out to be like Mark Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some questions. Sound good to y'all? Yeah, I love it. All right. And I'm going to challenge us all to be, if we can, a little more popcornish about this. And okay. what I mean by that is some of these questions are, require very quick answers, in my opinion, and some of them we can dive a little bit deeper. But I don't think we should dive deep. And okay. Some of these are good questions, but no worth, not worth diving in super deep. Um, how do you define course Hey, jesting? let's give a name. A you got to give it like a person's name, like Carla oh, okay. M. Or, or, or John right, so from these, Toledo, these, something like that. Yeah, so these questions are actually coming from people on the BC Club. I sent this question out. Hey, ask some questions. We're doing Q&A on our Thursday Was that from our Facebook group? Episode. Yep, uh, there's a special Facebook group only for the club club people. It's like a clubhouse with the door locked. Yep. Now, all joking aside, it is a place for BC Club folks to interact and hang out. We get on there sometimes. So this is coming from Kenrick. And he is asking, how do you define coarse jesting? So that's a phrase in the Bible, which sounds like yes. that would mean damn shit, bitch. Or like being mean. That's like our kryptonite like, question, because obviously by most any definition, we had to admit to being over that either on or off the podcast. So I'd call that a kryptonite question. So basically, if it feels like a little bit of a trap saying what, you know, we're going to have to justify yep. everything we say, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say I'm, I do believe whatever it is. I know it when I feel like other people cross it, and I'm sure other people know it when I cross it. I'm just not sure when I do. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Can uh, I answer? Yeah. I'd like to answer. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to. Um, I think that coarse joking is any joking that makes somebody feel uncomfortable and like they were made fun of or hurt. So I think that sometimes we cross into that and that we talk to each other about it and ask for forgiveness, or yeah. maybe we don't even do that good of a job of it. But I would say in general, people want to make like just profanity course joking. And I, and I think that's just silly and a little bit ignorant to just to jump on that one as opposed to 
actually hurting someone's feelings. Hurting someone's feelings is not good. Shouldn't do it. Cool. All right, give me a percentage. What are the chances? And I'll, and I'll tell everybody the basis of this question is this is Matt and Toby's hometown. It's a tiny little obscure place in South Carolina. What are the chances? It's actually of a, one of the biggest. Yeah, it's amazing. What place. are the chances of a living room show back in Greer? <laughs> We've done one before. Who asked this question? Uh, this is Josh S. We've done okay. it before. We did a show two twice. We've done Matt and Toby shows and w- with Joey there and did questions and talking. Yep. So we've already done it twice. Get with it. Yeah, get duh. with it. We so actually played in Greer on Subaru right. Road. <laughs> so get with it. All right, so there's total Greer. There's two questions pertaining to Pentecostalism and wrap so them into I, one question. Both both very similar, so I'm just going to read one. It says, for Toby, and the other one is like, for Joey. So uh, you said you were brought What are their names? Uh, yeah. This is Tyler and Roman. Okay. And uh, Romans. you said you were brought up in a charismatic church. Do you still think things like speaking in tongues and healings? Do you still believe in these things, or uh, do you think they're important in the Christian world today? I actually, uh, when I was growing up, was basically not forced but really encouraged that speaking in tongues meant that you had the holy spirit meant that you were saved so i if you if you did not speak in tongues that's a evidence of speaking in tongues is evidence of the holy spirit and that you were saved so for me it was a little bit manipulative but at the same time i think the the people that were telling me that thought they were being honest and real but years later and i've spoken about this before i spoke in tongues for real, and it was a just a crazy experience. I won't go totally into it, but I fully spoken in tongues for real and completely misinterpreted what it was and what it meant and all the stuff and spent years trying to figure out why I did that and what happened. So I do believe that speaking in tongues is valid. I do believe that the Holy Spirit groans or speaks through you, even things that you don't necessarily realize at the moment. I believe it can be applicable to our lives but when it is made to be the forefront of our faith then yeah that's not right i gotcha matt do you, what do you think about speaking tongues? i never, never grew up pentecostal tongues, and hadn't really much seen it except on youtube and stuff so i ain't got no comment yeah i definitely think all that stuff is in work but i think that there's joey you've never spoken in tongues no i have definitely so you believe it oh yeah i don't yeah, not believe it. it i just don't okay. have any experience yeah i i do think though the question where it says uh, do you think they're still important in the Christian world today? I think the fruit of the Spirit is important. I think what Jesus yeah. is, is doing is the most important thing. These other things, yeah, they, they have an important place, but I think they're maybe escalated to a higher level. I mean, fruit yeah. of the Spirit, we're getting very theological here, but fruit of the Spirit is way more important than spiritual gifts. Right. Fruit of the Spirit is what everyone should have, every single totally. one of them. Spiritual totally. gifts, not necessarily. Um, do when, you believe that speaking in tongues is a gift and not just a norm? Like, does everybody get to speak in tongues or not really? Nobody think so. thinks it's a requirement. I mean, most people don't believe right. it's a requirement or else it, it's well, the you didn't only... Well, grow up in the church yeah, as me and Toby did. Yeah, that's obviously fringe, fringe thought, so... Uh, maybe. All right, music question. Given the success of uh, You Are Never Alone being released independently, would you recommend new bands to pursue getting signed by labels or just do everything themselves? And that is coming from Andrew Holder. I definitely don't think uh, doing everything yourselves always pays off. It really doesn't. I think you do need a larger uh, entity, maybe. But I believe that, and I'm just going to self-promote here, I think that what we are doing is 
potentially changing the music industry and the business of music. And so I think that signing to a major label can help you. It's obviously helping people like Taylor Swift or somebody like that. But if your music is uh, not as accessible or, you know, palatable and you're creating really neat music, but it's not for the majority of folks, then maybe you should really consider a smaller label and maybe somebody like potentially even like, uh, you know, BC music where we give you a good deal. There's higher chance of making money. There's higher chance of being of longevity and there's higher chance of just being real and continuing what you're doing. I mean, the the, the way to say that is the thing that's different than, I don't think we're changing anything, but we may be proving that things can be changed, I would say. But the, the, the real answer is there's no, there's nothing. Every band is going to have a custom, fully custom career. That's what's exciting. Any band can design any career, and that doesn't mean they'll be successful or large, but it can be sustainable and proportional. Even if you release on a small scale yourself or whatever, the trick is getting balanced, being creative, and having your own career be the way that you design it and you being happy with it. You don't have to sell a minimum amount of records in order to be a band or make a record or have fans. You can have hundreds of fans. You can release one record per year or one song a month you can design whatever career you want to design but you do need to own it and then i do think you should own your own music as in not sign it away if unless you just that's really what you want to do but i think you should try to retain your own ownership of your music well along those same lines ryan hicks wants to know with the new record will the guys of emory themselves get kickbacks from spotify pandora and others like them since they are the well that makes it that actually illustrates my point perfectly people complain about spotify not playing that paying that well it actually pays pretty good it's just the label gets all the money that it does generate so you get i think we're going to get something along the lines of half a cent a play so if you put that into a label formula where the label's getting 85 percent and they're you're recouping a bunch of stuff is not it means nothing but if somebody gets our record let's do it a hundred times and we get a half a cent each time i'm glad i'm thrilled for that right Yes, we'll, yes, we'll right, get it. Well, next question, Joey. Uh, next is from Chris Robinson. Will there ever be a damn news T-shirt or one that says, if you get a boner, don't be a loner? Uh, yes, there will be. <laughs> and what's going on with the roving reporters? Well, I only have really actually gotten in one video of a roving reporter. Was so it good? They're just scared. To be, just to be honest, I, I need more. I'm not, I mean, we're going to do the damn news, and it's going to be awesome but I need your help. So if you are a roving reporter, if you have like you you know you're just sniffing out the truth, then video yourself sniffing out the truth and send it to What's me. What's the e- what email address? The email address is news at badchristian.com. All right, All right Joey. Last question. Right, well, I actually have a, a couple questions that if you wouldn't mind me yeah, taking please over. Do. Please do. You're totally okay with that? Of course. Uh, I We're saw friends. the. Yeah. Oh, cool. I saw these in, and, and these are, Matt, sorry, these are specifically kind of for Joey, but um, Joey, what is it like when uh, you're at a wedding and you dance and the band skips? <laughs> All right, next question. Um, Joey, what is it like when you heard that it was chilly outside and you went and grabbed your spoon? <laughs> was that from like a hashtag or the club, or yeah, where well, did those come from? Yeah, that was from Jen F., <laughs> and this is, from, this is from Mike. This is from Mike C. Joey, what was it like when you visited St. Louis and you got stuck in the arch? All right, this is from Ted R. 
Joey, what is it like to use Interstate 95 as a slip and slide? <laughs> <laughs> All right, rapid fire. With that. How's that for popcorn, Joey? This is from Sheila A. Joey, what is it like to have shoes that need license plates? <laughs> This is from Rob Z. <laughs> Joey, it seems nasty, but what is it like to floss with bacon? <laughs> Can you answer yeah, you some of this question? This question, this question is from Can, Kiss Me. No, 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 no. Can you answer the questions? Come on, be be honest. Which one do you want me to answer? What is it like to floss with bacon? How much are um, the license fees on the tags on your shoes, like specifically yes. when you register them? At the DMV. People want to hear what it's like to be stuck in the arch in St. Louis. What is that like? Were you embarrassed? Were you uh, uh, nervous? When did that I, happen? I don't how even did remember. you get out? Maybe I was drunk because I don't remember. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our episode this week. We appreciate it. And we, I'm going to go ahead you and ask you. You got drunk and stuck in the arse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask you to please take of all our statements, especially those of Toby earlier in the episode, in context. Make your friends listen to it. Don't just post the clip. Mark Driscoll is full of effing S. <laughs> please don't do and that. And if you want to leave us a voicemail. You can't say the cuss words anymore <laughs> it's just enough you, you're totally it's bailing just on me joking you're i just can't me. handle it <laughs> <laughs> so, additionally if you want to leave us a voicemail 615-863-4449 you can leave us a voice 69 69 420 <laughs> <laughs>